This is the Man in a Room podcast. I don't care what you say, you can be the most chilled out, zen type of person in the world. Nothing riles you up. There's going to be one thing that will annoy everybody on the planet. And that's when someone tells you to chop chop. It's like, I'll chop chop you in a minute. Hello and thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room on this very lovely Tuesday. Are Tuesdays lovely? They're not really anything really, are they? They're not quite the beginning. They're not really anything of the of the week. But here I am. Um, I can't promise anything good this week, um, you know, because I think it's best to set the bar low when you come into this. That way you can't be disappointed. And if the bar is low and you are still disappointed, that's on you. You were warned, you know. Anyway, um, I watched a film the other day called Mary and the Witch's Flower, which is quite interesting. It's a, like a Japanese film. And um, it was, I really enjoyed it. It was just a bit of a strange one, you know. It was just... Uh, about this this young girl who finds a flower that gives her the powers of a witch. And um, the thing that struck me about it was um, she was very quick to just like, oh, I can jump on my broom and I'm going to fly around the place. How insane is that? If someone gave you a broom, right, and we're like, hey, do you know what? This broom here, if you get on it, if you sit on it, if you straddle it, yeah, you can fly around wherever you want. High as you want, fast as you like, you know. doesn't really matter. You'd be like, no, I'm not going to do what, what, no? Are you insane? You would never, ever catch me on a broom. It's just, no, you wouldn't. I'm sorry, but there's literally nothing to hold on to, really. And, you know, it, you know it'd be uncomfortable, mainly. Because there was a bit in uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, you see. Because I watched that recently as well, because I've been going for a lot of uh, films recently. Just going for the old classics, you know, because it's nice seeing them in HD. You know, I... I, I I'm going to go on a limb here and say I much preferred Bedknobs and Broomsticks to Mary Poppins. Although I do love Mary Poppins, don't get me wrong, and I shouldn't really be saying them in the same breath. Although, um, you know, I like, I like Bedknobs and Broomsticks because it's just it's a 70s film. It's a bit more, a bit goofy, more my sort of style. And um, there's a bit in there where she sits in it sideways, which I'm thinking, I wouldn't do that either. Because, you know, it may not be ladylike to sit on a broom like normal, like straddling it. But at the same time... You know, that's even worse in my head. There's many problems with Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Now, don't get me wrong, I do love this film. But there's just so many things about that. Like, you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I got my broom, perfect. Grasp the broom and off you go. You kick off, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's fine. No, 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 no. No, that's not how that works. You must need training. I mean, if you need to be trained to ride a motorcycle, I think a, a, a witch's broom is one of those things you need to be trained on. She doesn't want any safety gear. Oh, a witch's hat, oh, yeah. No, magic wouldn't protect you either, falling uh, from a great height. You know what I mean? You'll just splat on the floor. Have you ever seen, a, like, a flat witch? Well, you will. You know? But it's, there's so many problems with that film. Um, not that, you know, not, not I'm sort of taking notes on this. But there's a, so basically, if you've not seen it, shame on you, because it's great. But basically, what happens is it's set in the Second World War, and these three kids from London get taken away to be safe in the countryside where uh, Miss Eglantine Price is there and to protect them, you see. And they're like, yeah, let's go back to London. We don't want to be around, with it. They'd be around her. She's, she's weird. 
So they sort of make plans to go, and as they're making their way to leave, they find her, like, flying around on a broom. And you're thinking, hang on a second, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Run for your life, there's a woman who's flying around, she's a witch, you know, this is set in the 1940s, you know? The next morning, if you don't do what we say, we're going to tell everyone that you're a witch. It's like, and she's like, well, I could turn you into a frog, you know? What, you know, why are you being so, being so la-di-dar about it? I could turn you into a frog right now, buddy boy, and then you'd be laughing on the other side of your face with your very wide mouth. But it doesn't obviously happen that way. I don't want to go into too much detail about the actual things. But one of the things, the scenes that sort of frustrates me about that film is the bit when they, um, she's like, you know, they, they have to have a pact between them, you know, like a valuable gift. So basically she gives them a valuable gift. And if, if they uh, squeal on her, they have to give the very valuable gift back to her, you see. It's very smart, you see. And um, so they go through this. This kid's like going through his pockets. He's like got a bit of string, bit of glass, and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's got this weird stuff in his pockets. Now, one of the things, well, you got broken glass in your pocket. It looks a very pretty colour. Don't get me wrong, but it's sharp, lovely bit of string. And then he pulls out the bed knob, right? And the reason why I mention this is because the bed knob actually belongs to her because it's her bed. I think it's from her father's bed, if I remember correctly. And uh, the idea is, is like, oh yeah, it's, it's my uh, it, the famous the famous line. It's my knob, you know. And so she basically enchants it. And even though it's it's technically hers, she's like, I oh, know it belongs to Paul. This belongs to Paul. This knob, you know. So uh, he's the only one who can control it. You trust a boy who I don't know how old he is, but I think he's like seven or something like. That. He's like six or seven, and you're trusting him to be in charge of a flying bed. Which, you know, we won't go into the safety, the safety points of that. But I'll say it's a lot safer than a, than a witch's broom. But, you know, won't go into that. But I, I just, I just find uh, the idea of flying around the broom startling. I mean, I've never even flown in a plane. Never even sat in a plane. I know what you're saying right now. Why do you even sit in a plane for? And yes, that is from the royal family. But I'm hoping that most people don't remember that line when the old lady goes, I've never even sat on a plane. And then Jim's all like, what do you want to sit in a plane for? Yes, you would never catch me on a witch's broom if such a thing existed. Never in a million years would you see me straddling a broom and flying around the countryside because it's just too dangerous. And in fact, it just proves it. If you watch uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower, she starts hurtling towards the floor, but she keeps her cool somehow. I'm like, how on earth are you keeping cool? Because you are literally going to splat on the floor. It'd be like a breadstick in a blender. That's what that'll be like. Shattered to pieces. Anyway, um, I'm going to have a quick break because I'm thirsty as heck. And really, that's none of your business. So, I'll be back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk As I've gotten older, i found that my memory has started to fail somewhat. You know when you see on TV when people have like a memory or a dream sequence, and it just goes a bit sort of cloudy and fluffy around the edges, and they can't quite... It's not quite, like, fully there. It's like that in real life. It's very strange. And um, something popped into my head recently, and I want to share it with you. Main reason is, is because I want to get a record of it myself in case I forget it again. It just literally, clear as day, came back to me. It's like, oh my goodness, I remember all this. And, uh, yeah. So many years ago, I used to live in a village, in a small village where, you know, just the village life. I don't know if you've ever experienced living in a village. There's literally nothing to do, apart from when at a bus stop. I've mentioned that before. And obviously feeding ducks and the occasional fun fair 
that would come. Other than that, there's nothing to do. And I remember when I was a kid, there used to be this couple that used to live in the village. I don't know what ever happened. I'm assuming they're dead now, which is quite sad to say, but it was about 30 years ago this happened. I need to ask where they are, actually. I'll ask my mum next time over. And uh, their names were John and Mavis, and they were sort of this kind of eccentric couple, like this posh, this posh couple that sort of lived in the village, and, you know, they were always there at any sort of get-together, be it the Christingle service, be it a jumble sale, uh, the school fete, or anything like that. They'd always be there, and they'd always be very nice and always laughing and sort of he'd be making fun of her and she'd be making fun of him. You know, that that kind of stuff, you know, that that's that kind of classic old eccentric couple that most people know when they're a kid. They're always just nice. Do you know what I mean? Never had any kids, but, you know, they they were nice. They were nice, nice people. And I remember that Mavis used to have this obsession with hedgehogs because I remember she used to have like a jumper. This was like a hand-knitted jumper because back in the day, people didn't used to buy like clothing. They'd have like t-shirts and they wouldn't buy like sweatshirts. They'd have like hand-knitted stuff and they had like this like hedgehogs and all that kind of stuff over it because she loved them. And um, it used to be like a running joke. Her husband, oh, she's bought another ruddy hedgehog, you know, this kind of stuff. And I remember, obviously, being very young, uh, it turns out that she... Uh, had like a like a like a box in the back of her garden that she had in case there were hedgehogs around, so she'd be able to feed them and nurture them and sort of look after them, you know. And um, I sort of remember this because I remember very excitedly once that she uh, told my mum because we were in the shop one day that there's a hedgehog in her in, her, in the little box in her garden, like the nest box. I don't know what it's called. I think it's like a nest box. It's basically just imagine like a box with like a like a tube going into it so basically they can it's all like hay and other bits and pieces in it they just crawl in there and they go to sleep in there you know it's like a nice place where cats can't get in you know and uh she's very excited because she actually had an actual hedgehog in her garden she was so excited about this uh she uh you know so she said to mum about it and uh i remember being excited about it because i've never seen a hedgehog in my life at this point because, you know, if you see them in, like, cartoons and stuff like that, you see, like, Mrs. Tiddywinkle. Is it Mrs. Tiggy, 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 Tiggy? And, um, you know, you know, it's exciting, you know, to imagine sort of, like, you know, this this little hedgehog sort of scurrying around with a little apron on. Obviously not an apron, but, you know, as, as a kid, your, your mind sort of goes away with itself. You think, oh, this is exciting, isn't it? An animal I've never seen before. And a, a hedgehog, it's just got, it's, you know, you, just, you don't see this in real life ever. And I remember her saying to my mum, "Oh, you, you can come over and see it if you like. I'll, you know, I'll be come in the afternoon after school, and then you know we'll you know get check out the hedgehog." I, thought, oh, I remember just thinking about this this hedgehog, and thinking, "Oh, well, I can't wait to see this hedgehog. It's gonna be great." I just remember this, just looking forward to it. And um, so I remember the afternoon came. This is so vivid; like, I just remember it. And um, I remember sort of going up to her house, and she had like, this white gate this wooden sort of white gate that had like one of those, I don't know what there's like a little, it wasn't locked. It's not like a proper, this is back, like I said, this is years ago. People didn't lock stuff. So you open them in the little click and like, and then you sort of open the gate. And then she was in her conservatory. And in her conservatory, I remember there sort of been all these plants. She had, she was growing tomatoes in her conservatory because I remember sort of walking in there, just the smell of tomatoes. I think they were Italian tomatoes, possibly, because I think they were like a yellowy colour. That's when she said they were Italian. I just, I don't know if such a thing exists. They probably do. But I remember she gave me one. I was like, oh, that's nice. And, um, yeah, I remember I was sort of excitedly sort of you know, running around, sort of like, can't wait to show 
to show somebody her hedgehog. And um, so, you know, my mum was chatting with her all this kind of stuff and I was looking out the, out the window just trying to see if I could see the hedgehog, but I didn't. And um, I was sort of like, well, do you want to go see the hedgehog? I was like, yeah, let's go. And then I remember sort of leaving the conservatory and there'll be there's all these flowers, like so many flowers. Like it, she properly cared for her garden. Like you remember, there's sort of lavender and all just, just different flowers. I remember sort of just it, all the plants seemed really, really massive, but obviously in hindsight they probably weren't because I was actually quite young. And just remember, just being excited. This I remember it was a sunny day, and just you know, just a nice sort of time was being had by me. I was, this is you know this is nice because it's sort of when you see somebody on like a regular basis and you don't quite you know you don't really know how they live. Um, but it's sort of nice seeing that, like an extra part of this person's character. It's actually really nice. I saw so her, you know, her excitement was really infectious. And she's like, "Come on, let's have a look." And she says, "We've got to be very quiet. We don't scare it." So we're sort of like walking down there, sort of quietly, sort of like literally cont- trying my hardest to contain my excitement about this. And um, I remember sort of approaching the box, and. Um, because if you just sort of if you sort of kneel down you can sort of look up there you can just see it at the back and so i sort of got down i couldn't really see it because it's too dark because you know it's, it's dark you know the hedgehog's probably like the dark you see so anyway i was sort of like okay so i, I don't remember i couldn't really see it and I, was like, I can't really see it and my mum sort of had a look and she was all like i can't really see it. and so then was like i probably shouldn't but i want to lift up the lid just to see and um so she's very sort of careful. I remember sort of nervously. So I'd be, no, 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 no do we, do we don't want to scare it. It might sort of, might run. So obviously be careful. I remember sort of like getting behind my mum just in case it runs out. Cause you, you know, uh, you know, if you're getting warned as a child, you sort of, you take it very seriously. So, um, sort of very gently lifted up. I'm going to show this little, um, thing, like this lock on it. So she sort of, there's a little thing on it. So she lifted it up very slowly. And I remember just how careful she was being. She didn't want to scare this little hedgehog because she was so made up. And I was like, wow. So she lifted it up and then um, she's like, she couldn't really see it. And I'm like, oh, it might, have, it might have gone away. And I was like, oh, okay. So a little bit disappointed, you know. And then my mum was like, no, no, it's there. I can see I can see it. It's, it's there. And um, so she sort of very gently sort of got like a stick and sort of moved a little bit of the, the bedding, sort of the hay away just to, you know, don't want to disturb it too much, you, you know, it's obviously going to be scared, it doesn't want, a human, it's massive, so she gently moves it, and, um, we sort of just stood there for a second, and looked at this hedgehog, and it wasn't a hedgehog, it was a hairbrush, with some googly eyes attached to it, her husband John, who's always making fun of her, Thought it'd be really, really amusing to put an old hairbrush in there with some googly eyes in there to fool her, and she 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 thought it was she was very angry about it because like, that ruddy John, and uh, I remember my mum sort of being like, "Oh, it's just something got a bit weird, you know," and uh, she obviously laughed about it. She's, like, "I'll get him back for this, John." I said that. He's he's got me back because remember a while back uh, he the growing the tomatoes right so basically what happened was he was growing these tomatoes in in the um, conservatory and as a joke she bought some tomatoes and she sewed some tomatoes she got up in the morning right she said this and she sewed on some tomatoes onto his plants and he's like wow they come overnight and that's vengeance for that and it, it just literally that I remember it I can visualize it right now I can literally see 
this hedgehog. Well, there's not really, it's, it's a hairbrush <laughs> with these like, stupid googly eyes on it. And, um, yeah, it just, I forgot all about that until very recently. And I thought, I'll just share that with you because it just made me laugh. Chuckled. I remember, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those memories that just came back to me out of the blue one day. And I was like, wow, look at that. Yep. The many layers, the onion layers of the man in the room. Huh? Childhood memory there for you. Um, anyway, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I need, I need a cup of tea. I need a cup of tea and a sit down. Although I am sitting down. But, you know, so I'm going to do that now. And uh, do you know what? Uh, you should go check out manintheroom.co.uk because it's pretty neat. Also go check out patreon.com slash room because there's all stuff on there. I recommend it. If I wasn't a Patreon, sorry, if I wasn't the person doing the Patreon, I'd be I'd join this Patreon because do you know what? It's got so much stuff on it. There's archive stuff. You get episodes before. And just it's just a, so much stuff. You get there's actually too much content on there. For, for a dollar a month, you're like, this is too much. He's getting nothing out of this. But do you know what? I do it because I enjoy it. So anyway, I'll catch you again on Thursday. Um, not Thursday, what I'm thinking is I'll see you Friday. Friday. Um, anyway, I'll catch you again on Friday. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, yeah, see you then. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.